and we're, we're back. back. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even plan that. It's always so perfect. Well, we kind of planned it. Yeah. But it <laughs> we do like doing that because it makes you You've feel known like each other TV. enough that you just can look at each other and know what you're going to do. Pretty yep. much. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're back for the next back, episode yeah. with our buddy Francisco, Francisco Gonzalez. Francisco Gonzalez. So next thing we wanted to talk about. Well, well um, he doesn't look like a Francisco Gonzalez, just to be fair. I just I get sorry. that all the time. No offense. I, I mean, I'm not I know that's your name. I believe you. But I, I just got to say that. Go ahead. Ask your question. Sorry. I just I had to put that out there. I, I think just he did. looks like a Francisco. Well, my Gonzalez. dad. Look, <laughs> here's the thing. My dad's from Cuba. Right. So I'm half Cuban. My mother is not. She was born actually not too far from here in Chattanooga. Nice. And when she was like two years old, her family moved to Florida. So I kind of say that's my cracker side. And then I got my Cuban side. So I'm like a Cuban cracker. But uh, I also have to say... You could probably sell those. Yeah. Oh, they do sell those. Cuban, Cuban crackers? Yeah, it's great. It's great food. Sometimes I picked up a Cuban cracker and say, this is like me, you know? And uh, <laughs> Nice. I like that. But also, I should say... Oh, my gosh. I, you know, so I really... I get my dad's name. My, you know, right. My dad's name from being Cuban. You got his get, dad jokes as well, didn't and you? And then I get my mom's good looks. You know, that's what I like to say. Okay. Uh, nice, We're, nice. We, we won't, we won't say like anything that. back to that. I like it. You know? I like it. Uh-huh. Hambone had a question. Uh, yeah. Sorry well, I interrupted you. As but. we chart our course. Uh, but a ch- <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll know, you'll, you'll understand what that means in a minute. John's wincing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me like that, John. <laughs> Gosh, he's always, he's always glaring at me. <laughs> all right. All right. Crap. We're moving forward. Okay. So Francisco, we wanted to also talk about your podcast. So um, what is your podcast? What's it all about? Tell us about it. Yeah. So it's Agents of Innovation. And um Again, I kind of came up with it because there was three types of people I was interacting with a lot. You know, when I go back, uh, starting it now about seven years ago, entrepreneurs, philanthropists, and artists. And I tried to figure out, like, you know, what's the um, what's the combination of all these people? And I, I finally came out to the point that these people are all innovators. You know, so I called them agents of innovation. Yeah. And um, but really, uh, you know, I, again, I, I started it because I was I was having so many conversations through the kind of line of work I was doing. I was in fundraising. I was meeting with a lot of business people who would possibly be donors to organizations I was involved with and um and also I was in, I was on some boards of charities I was on a I was also on a charity board of a, of a music festival called Rock by the Sea it was like a small charity music festival and we had a lot of independent artists uh, that would perform and then I would get to know those independent artists and I started thinking these people are entrepreneurs too they are selling their talent they're marketing themselves Absolutely. they're going from you know they're hustling from gig to gig and it was really cool and they're super talented people and so I was like how do I put all these people together so that's how I did it, and um, yeah, it's it's been great. I'm uh, 112 episodes in, or something like. That's that. I was gonna say I just yeah. watched 111, and I was like, man, I can't wait to come from all sorts of professions. That feels cool, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's all sorts of professions, and so it's uh, a lot of uh, a lot of fun meeting all these people. So, so, well, first of all, I start. I should say when I started, a lot of people I knew, I'd already met, I already interacted with, and I was like, man, I already 20, 30 people I can have on like that. Oh yeah. I didn't know how many episodes I was gonna have. Right. And here I am, seven years later, still doing it. You know, it's really enjoyable. That's awesome. Very cool. That's awesome. Podcasts are definitely. We I mean, we love what we do as well. It's it's a it's a great way to communicate. You know, your message, but also just grow an audience that that gets to know you really well. Yeah. You know, the Instagram can be so short. TikTok, all that stuff can be so short and quick. And if you don't post anything personal, then your then your audience is never going to get to know you. But in a thirty minute hour long podcast. You can't help but know at, at least feel the vibe of that person somehow. Right. Yeah. And the other You're cool thing is well. once you get rolling and you get past the people you know, people start making recommendations. 
also you get a little boulder of uh, invitations that you people you want to invite that maybe would love to have a conversation with that yeah. guy. Oh my gosh, he said yes. Like if I didn't have a podcast, I'd never have that conversation. And it's also right. a long form, right? It's like an hour or something, and um, it's great. You know, um, yeah. So so that's great. I will say uh, about four or five of my podcasts I've had over cigars. Nice. Um, the, love fir- it. the first couple were just my guests were cigar smokers too, so we did them in cigar lounges. And then I've had like I think three of cigar lounge owners who have been on nice. who have been on the podcast. So That's awesome. Very cool. That's awesome. What what do you think is the biggest benefit of agents of innovation in your eyes? Biggest you, benefit for uh, your community of followers? Like the biggest benefit of the uh, of the of like the podcast? Yeah, just just as a, a broad question. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I really just think for a listener, I think it's I mean, it's incredible the stories. Like it's just what we've been talking about. Like you get, I really again, I position all my questions and my as as trying to help you understand that person's journey. And it's really great what comes out of it, what people learn. Um again, I have people from all different professions, so sometimes I'm just sitting there talking, you know who you know who you need to meet or whatever. Now I can say, you know who, you know what? I just have an episode. You get, you can, you can listen to this person. And so it's, I think just getting to understand somebody's journey is the really uh, great thing. And it's inspiring. I mean, I do it to just, I've met these people. I want you to meet like inspiring people that I've met. Here's a podcast where you can, you know, hear about them for an hour. And by the way, what I did with the community was I went back to most of the people that have been on my podcast. I invited them to be a featured innovator in the fearless journeys community. So like half the podcast guests, Said yes, you know. I mean, I haven't even got to say, asking all of them yet because I was kind of busy building the community. Right. But I keep adding more people to it, and um, and what what I, I you do now, you like you might listen to the podcast where you can join the community to actually directly connect. So every month, a different innovator leads one of our group coaching sessions. Also, we do a monthly uh, book club, and so I sometimes I have the author of the book on uh, the the Zoom that you after you're done reading the book as a community. You can then maybe be on the Zoom with the author. If I don't have the author, I have somebody like Matt Thomas I mentioned earlier. He recommended The Alchemist. That was the first book I used in the community. And I said, Matt, I want you to come on. And and what they, they typically do is not just talk about the book, but talk about the themes of the book and then how they can help you as part of the person in the community, Yeah. Um, you know, really use uh, the lessons from that book to apply to your own life. That's wonderful. Yeah. So take that it. What's awesome. really cool is that, that it all started that, yeah. as a podcast. That's now an interactive community, so it's more than a more than a podcast. And I've been really blessed to have amazing guests who then stepped up and said, "Yeah, I'll be a featured innovator." Yeah, great. that 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 is that is really cool. Maybe I feel like I'm you know I'm sitting here trying to think how we can tie like all right our community. Obviously, like we reach out to our community all the time. We're we're out there for cigar education, cigar beginners, so people don't have to be so intimidated. I, I'm sure. Do you remember the first time you walked into a cigar lounge? Well, you may not remember kind of, the yeah. exact moment, yeah, kind of, yeah. but you definitely I was lied your butt off, right? Huh? And, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you feel stupid. You, you walk in yeah. and you're like, they're like, well, what do you like to smoke? And you're like, oh, well, well, you know, the, <laughs> the darkest. That, that one, cigar. that one, well, that one was a little okay, but that one over <laughs> there, you know, and you've never, you have no idea what you're talking about. And we, so, you know, we, we've tried to reach out to our community and we've had a lot of people come back and say, wow, like I'd love to learn. I'd love to get into it. And, and we're, we're, we're trying to build that thing as well. So that's, that's really cool to see, uh, you know, seven years in all that sort of stuff that the community is building all that, because that, that, that leaves us a little hope on our journey, right? Yeah. Uh, on our well, journey. I, I'll so, tell you what I really To be do. fearless, you know? 
I just, I really feel like, I, I don't know, you guys started this about a year ago. I don't know, somewhere six months, a year ago, I came across it. A year it. ago, yeah. Yep. And um, I don't know if I saw it on Instagram first and then migrated over to YouTube, but uh, uh, I think what you guys are doing are great. Everything from the full episode uh, to the um, to the little short stuff you do on Instagram and yeah. stuff. Because it's so educational, even for somebody like me who has smoked cigars, you know, 10 or 12 years now, um, and kind of, kind of getting more into it even yeah. more in the last couple of years. Uh, I, I learned so much from you guys, and also it's fun. It's that's like, really yeah. good to hear because that's exactly what we're trying to do. Yeah. So to hear that from we we are here like to, you, to awesome. educate yeah. and to and also I use a lot of your like I share your because people are always asking me about cigars and I'll I'll be like oh you know there's a clip here that you should watch or something you know especially yeah. when you're talking about when you're first starting and things like that. That's right. awesome. Yeah, yeah, thank you for that. Appreciate appreciate all the shares. Speaking of cigars. Uh, what are you guys thinking of these uh, founder cigars over here? You need to review these. We we gotta give a little give a little check. See see how you're feeling. I'm usually a little further along, which uh, Adam is always further along. <laughs> I can't along. believe that. Is, uh, talking pretty, too much. Uh, pretty well. I I well, I haven't been smoking too fast because I don't have too much of a just a volcano going on. So I haven't been smoking too fast this one. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay. <laughs> this well, is actually always... a pretty pretty good cigar. I mean, it's a Connecticut wrapper. What is the um. You know, I don't know the logistics of this uh, Franklin, but it it seems uh, it seems like kind of a medium uh, strength. It's definitely medium to light. Yeah, medium to light. The the Connecticut's it's not a hundred percent, guys. You know, everybody that'll say like he's smoking a Connecticut, I'm smoking Maduro. This one's gonna kill me. That one's gonna be like nothing. That's not a blanket statement, but it it is a statement that you can usually just trust. Now there are some Connecticut's. I know there's some Connecticut's in the Ashton line that looks like that, but it's got some double Aero filler that's just gonna knock you on your butt. Wow! And I feel like that they should just stick to the colors being light to dark. It makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, like, that makes that makes most uh, sense. People like to stir the pot, so you know. Would this be counted as Connecticut? Well, that would be a mix. Just I would a mix? feel like. I mean, yeah. it's an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. With an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, so it's Habano Connecticut, so it's it's probably medium bodied. Nice, nice. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> well, I don't even know what that was. That, that was it, my uh, my accent just coming out. So accent Washington. of what? That, is that your George? It Washington? was just one of my accents, man. <laughs> just one of them. Just let it go. I love it. I love it. <laughs> a lot. Well, what, how how are you feeling about this pairing? I like it. I think feeling I need like to smoke the glass. Feeling like it's matching the Buffalo Trace. I think I need to smoke the glass to get the full. Uh, Hambone's got to smoke the, the glass. Flavor out of Have it. you ever smoked I've the glass? I've never smoked the glass. Oh, oh Francisco, we gotta teach, we gotta we gotta teach We gotta do this. All right, all right. I'll so explain you, it. While... You explain... That's, well, what, I... that's what we do. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll explain it while he's doing it. So, you take a couple puffs, get a good smoke going, and then you oh. just let it slowly roll out of the glass, roll like into the glass, over there. and then it will. You'll be so shocked wow. how it changes the taste. Just like if you have a smoked, bur you know, yeah, smoked bourbon or I've had that. smoked old fashioned, yeah. all that sort of stuff. It changes that taste so much. So let, yeah. let's see if Francisco can pull this off. Let's see it. He's got the smoke going. Da -da 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 there we go. Can you do the drum roll? <laughs> <laughs> not bad. Not bad. That's for pretty good smoke. for the first time. It was in Logan, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> that was pretty good for the first time. Mm -hmm. So what I what I what we usually tell people is we get um, the Ooh. bottom lip on the edge and tilt it, uh, and then just from the top of the lip, just let it fall in. Just kind of like open open your mouth and just let it fall in. Oh, uh, uh, okay. I got you. Just, just dripped out. Mike molasses. Yep. I kind of blew it out. Yeah. 
But, but no, uh, I, I got a, I got a lot of flavor out of that. You getting a good good a lot pairing here? A lot here. of oakiness. I, t- I think I tasted some cabinet. That was really good cabinet. Mm, yeah, fresh yeah. out of the store. Fresh out of the store from nice. Home Depot. Home Depot or Lowe's? Yeah. Uh, Home Depot on this one. A little Home Depot yeah. wood. <laughs> wood taste. <laughs> Pretty solid. So Francisco, when when it comes to getting tasting notes, where are you on that when spectrum? Getting what tasting notes out of a cigar? All right, uh, it's. I mean, I feel like it's an art form that even it's an art get, form, get and it, I feel like it's a myth that people that I know there's people that can because we met Oscar Rodriguez. Well, we didn't meet him, but we we talked to him the other day, and he was telling me that he smoked this one cigar, and he could tell that it was un, that the binder in the mm. cigar from the specific valley was underaged. He could tell that that wow. I was. He was like, you should have let it. Amazing. He was smoking with a guy. I'm not going to name any names. That's the level I want to get to. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't <laughs> even so, oh, know yeah, if this that, valley... that's a gift. I feel like that's... that's yeah. He's a third-generation cigar brand owner, so I feel like that just comes with the territory, maybe. I don't know. He was I born knowing that stuff. So, he by the way, to. we know, speaking of uh, that, uh, I told you my dad's from Cuba, right? My dad mm-hmm. was born in Havana. When he was seven years old, he came wow. to the U.S. But what's cooler, nice. very cool. cooler than dad, is grandfather. My abuelo, uh, my Cuban nice. grandfather, uh-huh. he was born in Panag de Rio with the Western tobacco area of Cuba. And I'm reading more about that area. And that area is the, you know, mother load of the, the center point of all, you know, cigar tobacco wow. in the world, right? And I'm thinking, oh, that's where my grandfather was born. He lived there for the first 18 years of his life. Um, he my, was smoking. He's no longer sure. with us, but, and uh, he would be, he was a pipe smoker for a long time. Um, my, I think my dad told me he wasn't really a, a, a big cigar guy, probably had an occasional one. But anyway, um, so that's kind of cool that, you yeah. know, a little heritage that goes back. To that. that is really cool. Yeah. I, the, wow. I never the cigars really have been in your into blood. cigars when he was, I probably, uh, probably within a couple years of his death was <laughs> after, was after, afterwards when I got into cigars more. So, wow. Wish I would have been into it then. I could have asked him some questions. So, yeah. 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 So you got into cigars, cool. from my understanding, you know, not, not early on, right? You, no. you weren't, you weren't like 18, like I need to have a cigar and whatever. So t- tell us a little about. A little bit about your your story of getting into cigars. Yeah, you know, probably I can actually I can pinpoint it for a reason. It was probably around 2011. Probably up to that point, I had probably only had about five cigars in my life. You know, okay. at weddings, special occasion, things yeah. like that. Somebody whipping out a cigar. I can even remember being with people that when I turned down cigars, and I think to myself, who was I then? Right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, but I remember this is crazy. I was working. Speaking of founders. I was working for a public policy think tank headquartered in Tallahassee, Florida, called the James Madison Institute. Uh, I don't know if Founder Cigars has a Madison, but maybe they might want to add one. Uh, that'll be one for a future yeah, collection. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we I started working there in 2008, and we were in this little office park that was just kind of a, I hate to say it, but kind of a dumpy little office park, right? I mean, you know, it was okay. It was like, okay, average, kind of average office. We moved to this beautiful building in downtown Tallahassee. It was actually the oldest building in Tallahassee. Built in 1830, Greek revival structure, these beautiful Greek columns. Wow. Um, and anyway, I had a really nice office in there. I was I was the head of development. I think maybe right around that time, I was I was like the vice president of the organization, vice president of development. And nice. and so I um I'm walking around one day. Everybody was kind of gone. It was we were probably in that building a few months, and just like admiring the building, like I can't believe I work here. Like this is awesome. We also had two really nice decks outside. And I don't know, something, this is like a really weird, but I, literally something just came in my mind and I was like, I feel like you got to smoke a cigar if you, if you work in an office like this. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. I would have probably thought the same thing. Right? Yeah. So, like, the next day, I asked my boss. It only makes uh, sense. Yeah, it makes you know, sense. I said, hey, um, would it be okay? And I knew that he liked an occasional cigar. I said, hey, would it be cool if we had, like, maybe invited some friends over after work one day? And, like, we didn't even have any furniture on the patio yet because we had just been in there and just tried to, you know, we were pin- yeah. pinching pennies. Yeah. We had raised a bunch of money to buy that building. And so we kind of would pull these, uh, uh, just these little fold-up chairs outside. Anyway, he said, yeah, I could do it, right? He's like, just clean up after yourselves and, you know, don't burn the building down. And I said, cool. All right. So I invited a few friends. Somebody brought a, you know, handle of bourbon or something. We sat out on one of the decks, enjoyed cigars on a beautiful, you know, I don't even know if it was fall or spring or whatever, but it was a beautiful, like, time of year weather. And, um, man, we had a great time. And we were like, let's do that again next month. Let's do that again next month. And all of a sudden, every month, people came to expect that I was. And all of a sudden, we had five people. We had 10 people. We had 20 people. Wow. And it was uh, really great. And, and 90% of the people smoked cigars. Um, and most of them were people who worked in the political process in Tallahassee. Maybe they worked for, uh, you know, uh, like a lobbying organization. Or maybe they worked for a legislator or whatever. There's a lot of, like, kind of young professionals in Tallahassee. And, and so that was cool. And what was great, you know, if you have an organization, Cigars are a really great way to, by the way, what was really cool is this was not like an event sponsored by the organization. It was just like we were using the building yeah. grounds. But when people are walking through your building all and that work in a process that you're also trying to influence. Yeah, they know, wonder what's going on. They start asking questions. Hey, what do you guys do here? What's the latest, you know, white paper you're putting out? What's the latest event you've got going on? And then you start, you know, people start having an itch. So my boss actually, even though he really never partook in that, he went home to his family at five o'clock you know we were we were gathering um and he he kind of you know liked that we were bringing people in and love of the leaf by the way that was that turned me into a monthly cigar smoker and then soon enough i was a weekly cigar smoker and <laughs> i probably smoke close to as many as you guys do now yeah that is one great way to start a community right there that's awesome yeah well uh, that it, it, well it's it's of course it's a testament to you but it's also a testament to cigars and what cigars can do for people with people yeah. All the above, because it's not, you know, it's not like you, you know, threw a party, had a bunch of beer, and then everybody got drunk and they had a good time, so they had another one, right? Uh, I'd see it. That's yeah, good ash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It ashed on the table, not on me. And ah, that, that was, that's clean. Not as much as of an ash. You're hole like half there. an ash hole then. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it it brings people together. It makes you know people happy. You know, it's not like you're getting together to. Like, you know, our, our lovely TikTok audience. Oh, we're getting together to get a buzz off cigars. Yeah. Like, you got together to have great conversations. I'm sure you had great conversations with all those different people that came. Right. Absolutely. And and you just, everybody loved the community that was building there and the people that they were around and just how it made them feel. So they came back. And that's exactly what, you know, why. I think, to be honest, I think cigars are for more mature conversations. Exactly. And I don't this anything we've all had our young party days and go to bars and whatever do shots and all that kind of stuff but i can't i, I what i really like about i just really stopped you know I, I, it was hard for me to have like really you know more i hate to say, use the word intellectual but more mature conversations in a bar where you're when you're just drinking because the more you drink the more intoxicated you get or whatever right. and and that's fine and a cigar doesn't take you there you might drink while you're having a cigar but usually it's kind of a slow process slower conversation and I just think it's kind of a, yeah, it's it's very social. It's very mature conversation. Mm-hmm. And also, it really, as you guys know, when you go to a cigar lounge, you can walk into a cigar lounge by yourself. 
and you can make friends. Absolutely. And Every you know, time, no matter what lounge it is. Yep. Yeah, and, and you know what? It doesn't matter who's in there. You know, we live in such uh, polarizing times, in a sense. Yep. It doesn't matter what people's political party is. It doesn't matter what they do for work. It doesn't matter whether they're rich or poor. Like, mm-hmm. everybody yeah. is, like, on equal status in this car lounge. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so One true. of my favorite things about the industry. Absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another... Another thing, kind of switching uh, topics a little bit, another thing I love about the industry is hearing people's stories and the struggles they went through. Um, so, I mean, with that, I got to ask, what is a big struggle that you've you've gone through through your fearless journey? Mm-hmm. And how have you overcome that struggle or struggles? That's good. I mean, I would go back to, uh, so I'm, I'm, when you're saying my fearless journey, I think you mean my whole life, right? Right. And yeah, we'll call it challenges instead of yeah. struggles. You know, when I was, I started college at the University of Central Florida, UCF, I, I lived up to the You Can't Finish uh, acronym um, because I didn't finish there. And, you know, I didn't know I, that was an acronym, but that's yeah, yeah. Didn't know. <laughs> I was like, Well, I think, yeah, you know, so when I was going there, um, you know, first of all, I, I ended up changing majors. So then I became to a point where I really wasn't sure what, what I wanted to do next. I was running up, uh, you know, I had student loans. I was running up credit card debt. Also, I was working part time. And so all of a sudden I found myself in like some debt. And I said, you know what? I'm not really sure, you know, what my next major is going to be and what I really want to do. So let me take some time off school and let me work full time now. Well, I worked full time thinking I'd save money and pay off my bills. Well, about six, eight months later, I was in more debt. And I was like, how did this happen? Well, it happened because I wasn't going to school and I was working and I was, you know, going out more and spending money. So I learned at that point that uh, it's not how much you make. It's how much you spend. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's like the Dave Ramsey, you know, philosophy or whatever. And um, so I, I had just had a kind of come to Jesus moment and put wrote down the pros. But my parents were like, why don't you move back home to South Florida? I was in Central Florida then. I was like, I'm not moving back home. And I was the oldest of three boys. And I kind of felt like I was, you know, when you're the oldest, you kind of feel like you're the the one out, you know, pioneering for the other. Yeah, guys, right. Right. Like, now I'm going to be the failure going backwards, like going back to mom and dad's house. I'm right. out of school, whatever. But finally, I just looked at it. And I was like, man, this is just getting worse. So I wrote down a whole list of pros and cons. Like, what are the pros of moving back home? What are the cons? The only con was <laughs> moving back <laughs> yeah. home with mom and dad. Yeah. The pros were like the whole page. And I was like, damn it. You know, so, <laughs> but it was one of those uh, that you just had to take a step back so that you could take some steps forward. And by the way, I moved back home. And then my dad was like, why don't you finish your AA at the community college? I was like, I'm not going to the community college. I just had too much pride. Yeah. To want to go to the community college. Then I thought about it for a few weeks or whatever. Then I went to the community college and I, and I, you know, talked to the admissions and, you know, long story, I came back home and I told my dad, you know, I really don't want, I still don't want to go. Like, I just feel like a loser going to community college, you know, yeah. I just, and by the way, bad perception because I ended up going there and I finished my AA, AA there and um, the classes were smaller than UCF. The teachers seemed like they cared more. They weren't just doing their research. They really, you know, it was a great experience. And, um, that's when I decided to become a history major and a Spanish minor. And uh, and then I ended up deciding not to go back to UCF and just staying living at home the next few years and finishing at FAU, Florida Atlantic University, Go Owls, where I, where I finished. I was also, oh, by the way, within a few months of living at home, I, I, I was able to get back to zero, you know, squared off all my debts because nice. I didn't have to pay rent. Right, that's had awesome. Had a lot of, a lot of uh, free food at home, right? And so, again, it, it teaches you some lessons there. And... Um, and anyway, but even with that, I thought, you know what? Why go back into that situation? I'm doing really good here. My grades are now back to A's and, you know, maybe A's and B's. And I was getting some C's and D's at UCF. And 
which was not my typical, you know, what I, what I was growing up doing. So anyway, but uh, that was a great, you know, learning lesson. And then all of a sudden I come home one day and I tell my parents, hey, I'm going to, um, I didn't ultimately get a PhD. I got a master's degree. But I said, hey, I, you know, I decided I want to be a college professor in history. So I'm going to get a PhD. My parents were like, you were just out of college. You're like dropping out of college for a year. <laughs> now you want to go get a PhD? There so you go. anyway, but I went to the University of Maryland and got a master's in history. When I got to the end of the master's, uh, that's when I decided to do something different. But I'd say that was really a big thing. I will say this, though. After I finished grad school, I went on a month trip to Europe with one of my brothers, thinking, hey, I've got a job lined up. Um, I was just racking up the credit cards on the Europe trip, not even right. thinking twice. All of a sudden, I come back, and I'm like, I'm back know, in debt back in more debt than I was before. And I was like, I can't believe this happened again. <laughs> I just really oh can't believe this happened again. It's too easy. And so that, um, you know, I, I, I got into a little program where I could pay that debt off fast. And um, I actually didn't own a credit card for a couple of years after that because I was just too scared to. Yeah. I was like, probably a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you what, ever since I got one, which was around probably 2007, I've always paid off my credit card every month. So if nice. you use it, pay it off. And um, so that was a big learning lesson for me, I think, on the financial side. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I I know I'm getting a little close here, uh, and we haven't done this in a while. We haven't had a guest on in a while, so I'm excited that my mm-hmm. my fingers are starting to get a little warm. You guys my know it. Band's about it to burn. Guys, we got some finger burning questions for our brother Francisco over here. Uh, Hambone, I will I will respect the randomizer, but I do have one. I'm gonna let I'm gonna go second. Okay. I do have one that I need to make sure I ask okay. because I've got a little uh, inside inside information that I need. I need to know inside how things happened with with my man Francisco in a certain situation. So go ahead, ask ask the first finger burning questions. Uh, I am burning, burning to, to burning. know. You know, it's got inside information. I do. All right. Um, first finger burning question: What is your favorite book? On success and why? Oh, on success. See, that's what a great question. Uh, I have to say, James Clear's Atomic Habits. Oh, I read Atomic Habits. I read Atomic Habits as well. Nice. I used that class. uh, I used that book in my classes in Guatemala, and my students love it. Everybody loves it. I used it in Fearless Journeys in our book club. Uh, I think about it all the time. You know, the analogy that gets me the most in that book is the one with the uh, the bike. Um, it's yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, very beginning. With with the bikes and how the they English started, team, I think. right? Yeah. Uh, something like that, and they started cleaning like all the little spokes, all the little gears, and everything. And then that team ended up winning because they focused on the small details and all that. That it was tiny I, changes, remarkable results, yeah, big results. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah I was yeah. like, because yeah. every time I every time I read that, I read it twice now. Every time I read that section, I'm like, where? Are my tiny gears and things that I, in my life that I need to start oiling every day yep. instead of focusing on the big things and you know it's it's an interesting thing for sure so that's really that's is. a great answer that's a great answer yeah by I the like way it's one. funny because my students ask me when we when we we make your list good habits bad habits and neutral habits they said Francisco where do you put your cigar habit <laughs> <laughs> I said move on next question <laughs> next question. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, okay. that's a good point. So, uh, so the, the inside the information. The inside information. It is one of our questions, but Uh-oh. I needed to make sure it was brought up. So I've heard from a certain questionnaire that we supplied <laughs> um, about a pairing that is your favorite pairing you've ever had. may not be your favorite pairing that you always have. 
but favorite pairing you've ever had? I got to hear about this. Well, you know, that was a very difficult question because uh, I just felt like I just had to think of one. Well, but you know? did you have that one? Yeah. So this is the 1926 Padron uh, with Zacapa. Well, I was thinking the other one that you Which, said. What did I send? You sent the Andalusian bowl with some Papi ah. Van Winkle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I sent you two, actually. You did. That's I what did I'm saying. That's yes. what I'm saying. You Okay. So, this yeah. happened, right? Um, yeah. Oh, okay. For a this second, happened. I was yeah, like, so wait, wait, wait. Know about this one. Well, I was worried because I was like, wait, did he just say that's what his favorite would be? But I, okay, so what I said was. <laughs> I was like, wait a let's second. Let's get to this. Because I'm so excited to hear, like, that's a really good pair. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the first time I ever had an Andalusian bull. Mm-hmm. And also the first time I ever had Pappy. Wow. And I had them together. And, you know, I, you know. That would be a day. Uh, and you should, you, you know, did I tell you who I had it with? No. So, so uh, you may be familiar with Congressman Madison Cawthorn, right? Heard of him. Yes. He's in a wheelchair. He's also a big cigar smoker. I've had him on my podcast. So I met him through a mutual friend. I watched that one. I met him through a mutual friend, my friend Lance Barnett. And um, Lance said, Lance was working on his campaign in 2020 and said, hey, um, you know, Lance listened to my podcast. I said, hey, would you like to have Madison on your podcast? I said, I'd love to. But I said, Lance, you know, I don't do politics on my podcast. You know, let's, I stick to entrepreneurial stories. But I said, I'm familiar with Madison and his story. I'm, you know, I'm not familiar at that point with every detail. But, mm-hmm. you know, when he was 18 years old, he was in a, a horrific car accident in Florida, actually, but he struggled North Carolina. Uh, put him in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. Uh, hope maybe there'll be a miracle one day and some new technology. And it won't be the rest of his life, but for now it is. Um, and so anyway, uh, so I, know, I said, I know he's got a story there. Tell me a little bit more. Well, he had started a real estate investment firm. He had become a motivational speaker because of what had happened to him with his accident. So anyway, I said, yeah, that's great. Uh, so he said, well, why don't you, you know, I love Asheville, North Carolina. And uh, I, Madison lives just a little south of there in Hendersonville, which has, I've gone there now a few times and I really love Hendersonville. And it's kind of Main Street, USA. And there's just, by the way, if you're in Hendersonville, there's a great cigar lounge, both in Asheville and Hendersonville called Casablanca Cigars. Okay. Nice. And the man who owns it, Sam Sohail, he has a hell of a story. I had him on about four episodes later. I went back to Hendersonville nice. and I interviewed him and we've become good friends and he's a great guy. He's from Morocco originally. Amazing story. Wow. Well, anyway, after I, so, but, but Matt, uh, Lance said, okay, so come on up. So I came up in August of 2020 and uh, maybe on the way up, I said, I said where are we going to do it? He says, well, you know, uh, Madison's a big cigar smoker. There's this cigar lounge, Casablanca in um, Hendersonville that he really likes and he's actually a member there. And so maybe we can do it there. I said, wait, I'm going to smoke cigars with Madison Cawthorn. Uh, I'm going to like on a podcast. That's awesome. Let's do it. So we did it. We had a great conversation. It's one of my favorites. Uh, there's a lot of wisdom there for a man who just turned 25 years old at the time. Um, and so I think it's really great. And, uh, you know, you, I know a lot of people love him, hate him, you know, whatever the politics are. But I, one thing he said on the podcast that was great, I started the podcast to say, let's talk about cigars for, for, first so we can get right. why we're here and everything. And, you know, he said a really great thing. He said, you know, uh, we live in, in, like I said before, polarized times, divided times. But he goes, when you have a cigar and you go to a cigar lounge or whoever you're sitting down with, you're forced into at least a 45-minute conversation, you know, yep. with somebody. And, <laughs> and, and it doesn't matter what your background is or what your politics are or whatever. You can have a really great conversation and kind of have a pop mm-hmm. after that. And so, you know, it's the love of the leaf, you know, that kind of bonds us. And so it was really great. So that was really cool. So I say that was August of 2020. I ended up meeting Sam Sohail, the owner of the lounge, later that night. Had a great, great conversation with him. I went back up in November, um, and uh, the week, the couple days leading up to the to the election day, and after they had the kind of the big victory party with you know a few hundred people, 
Uh, I got invited back to Madison's house that night with his family and close friends. There was probably 40 or 50 of us sitting around, and we were out on a, uh, on the deck uh, out there, and he, he grabs me, actually. So he grabs a couple other people that he knew were cigar smokers. He says, hey, come on out here. Come out, come outside. He's, and he says, uh, one of my dad's friends gifted me this box of Andrew Cian Bowles um, mm. like a couple months ago, but told me I couldn't smoke them until election night. <laughs> so that's he shared those with us. I still have the wrapper because it was a special. Moment. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then he and then he brought out a bottle of Pappy and poured it. So oh, that was a wow. that was really cool. So I think, which first of all, that's an amazing cigar. One of my top five for sure. Maybe really? my favorite. Nice. Andalusian Bull. I haven't and had then, that one. And then I've uh, had one so far. I have one in my humidor sitting actually. Yeah, and then to have that pairing with the Pappy and to have it on a, on a. By the way, he was when he was elected that day. He was the youngest member of Congress. It's kind of an asterisk on who was really the youngest ever because you have to be 25 years old. But there was a guy back in like the late 1800s who was like 22 whose father died and then they appointed him. So there's like a couple people that are in that range, but he's one of the maybe three right. or four youngest ever. Okay. So that was also a cool like his, to be there like at a historic moment, I thought. Very that is, cool. that is yeah. really, I'm glad wow. that I engineered this finger burning question yeah, because that, that, that's an awesome i, I wanted to make inside sure information came yeah, in yeah, yeah, yep. yeah almost almost oh, very few people know that story but you know well ever now everybody knows yeah. no. that is fascinating the whole world is wild. wow that's very cool that is well hambone i'm about to uh Let's, burn i'm not i don't want to smoke you, this band you're, you're you know, band burning right now it's you, getting you close take, take it's that getting thing close. off it's got some, it's got some room don't be that guy that smokes the band i'm not smoking the band i promise it's got some yeah, room i've seen that before it's not a good it's look. Too, is that I'm, in the mirror? No, I'm just kidding. I'm like that too. Oh, we got an ash hole over Excuse here. My, uh, oh, language too, but we got another the, um, Yeah, it's kind of interesting how we kind of like we want to leave the band on until we have to take it off, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of you interesting. Know, I did that. You don't need yeah. it. Yeah. You definitely don't need yeah. it. Yeah. Other than when you're saving them. Right. Afterwards. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like we do. <laughs> okay, so third and last finger slash band burning question. Um. Oh, I like this one. What is the best resource that has helped you reach the success that you have today? Ooh. Best resource and why? That's a deep one. That's really good. You know, that's that's tough to answer because in some ways it's your life experience all together. But oh, I, I also, that's the best answer I've ever heard. Uh, okay, so I won't give the second part. No, of that. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Go ahead. But that is uh, a I good answer. Just other, all of the life experiences. Yeah, I think also like all the other people um, that are formative to that life experience and also um, the people that become resources. Like for me, you know, it's people I've worked with, but it's also people I've had on the podcast, entrepreneurs I've connected with. So just a lot of different resources combined, but that you can kind of, by the way, when I say fearless journeys, the other thing I like to tell people, and this is why I also suggest people join the community, because no one should take a journey alone and no one does take a journey alone. Agreed. Have you ever met an entrepreneur? I mean, really, Nobody's self-made. Every yeah, exactly. And we and we have this idea. And I look, I'm I I have this idea a lot too that, you know, in America we believe that you know you kind of have the uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps mentality. Bootstraps mentality. Right. And, Absolutely. The, and I think that's more to do with like your work ethic, right? Like you pull your bootstraps. But that also gives you the idea of this like that you did it on your own, um, and that's a false idea. Like we nobody does it on their own. Whether it's your parents or friends or. Uh, mentors or yeah whoever, nobody has right? ever been self-made yeah. yeah right absolutely agreed i like that a lot that that's yeah that's that that's my favorite answer to that question, i think that was probably sure. my favorite answer as well that's, and that's a great way to cap it off i mean it's been a fantastic 
two episodes that we filmed uh, here today. I mean, these Founders cigars have been good. I mean, they. It's obviously, amazing. It's obviously, really we've been we've been struggling it. through them. You know, I mean, best barber pole I've ever smoked. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's for sure. How many barber? Uh, I feel like there was some like, was that the first barber pole you've ever had? Yeah. I feel like yeah, okay. I was like, yeah, there's something is. in there. I was yeah. surprised for a you're second. Like, you're like, oh, nice, cool. And then so it's the uh, first and only. Nice. Well, first. Well, do you like barber pole? No, I I really enjoy it. Have you been it's able really to good. see any difference yes. in them? Yeah? Yes, I have, and I got a lot of that nice flavor from both of the um, different colors. Uh, nice, the Habanos and the Connecticut, right? Yeah, Especially awesome. when I smoked the glass, so that's awesome. That was enjoyable. But. Well, we definitely enjoyed some Buffalo Trace, so. Yeah, Nobody can find them. Buffalo Trace, if you want to, like, send us some, we'll drink them on, like, every podcast. So just, <laughs> you know, send them on if you want to. But most of all, Francisco, I, we appreciate you uh, making the trip and all that sort of stuff, making this happen. It's been a long time coming, and it was really fun. For sure. Uh, this was awesome. Thanks for the invitation. And keep up the what you guys do. I love it. Uh, I see you guys, you know, uh, on a path forward and up and, you know, just influencing more people. Uh, maybe to try cigars, but also just to learn more about cigars. I think right. it's awesome. Most definitely. Francisco, let it, let everyone know where they can find you. Uh, you can go to fearlessjourneys.org. That's where you can uh, you know learn more about the community. I also have a free newsletter, so you can go fearlessjourneys.org. Uh, what is it? Forward slash subscribe for the newsletter. And then um, also, if you any of the podcast platforms, including YouTube, you can go to you know Agents of Innovation and find that. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's awesome. I'm a member of the newsletter. I get it. And it's it's incredible. I love it. Yeah, I love your newsletter. You. Yeah, yeah. That's well, awesome. I also do some group trips, so you know we gotta. You know, I was just I, w- I was telling Adam uh, a little earlier. You know, we're gonna have to find a way to do uh, a group trip to uh, some cigar town factory, maybe Nicaragua, the DR, something. We like can that. make it work. We can Definitely. make it work. You guys stay yeah. tuned. Don't you worry. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> we'll make it work, guys. Thank you so much for listening, watching all the above. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. We love you guys so much. We are all over now. We're on, I mean, Pinterest, Instagram, LinkedIn. I mean, TikTok, of course. I mean, you know, that's what we do. But anywhere, guys, we appreciate you guys watching, listening so much. Make sure that you check us out on our website now, www.dreamercigars.net. We have our own newsletter as well where we got some deals and stuff for you. And I'm a member of that. There there you go. See, (laughs) No doubt. Everybody's just supporting each other here, so. Guys, uh, I think it's time to uh, go ahead and clap it out. What do you think? Let's do it. Thank you, Francisco. Let's do it. Bingo. Go Gators. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Don't ever. <laughs> I'm going to throw you in Cut the pool. That. <laughs> Good job. That was Woo! awesome. Thank Woo! you. Guys, I want to tell you about Founders Cigars. They are a veteran-owned company out of Minneapolis, and they do support the Warriors as well. All proceeds do go to Cigars for Warriors, so check them out. Definitely check out Founders Cigars anywhere you can. They are in retailers in the Minnesota area and online. Check them out. Hi, Dreamers. This is Nicholas Perdomo with Perdomo Cigars. Dreamers. Dreamers Cigars Podcast. You have to watch it. It's really great for us to be on the Dreamers Cigar Podcast. These two guys uh, are just phenomenal at what they do. It's always great to talk about cigars, talk about tobacco, and just the lifestyle. Uh, that we have in this industry. Adam and Eve are uh, above the, the, the cut when it comes to introducing new people to, to cigars. Nicholas Perdomo and myself, Obi-Wan Perdomo, Chris Harper. Love being on here. This is, this is the future, this is great. This is the kind of thing that we wanna see, see 
and you guys are interested in, you guys love. Dream of Cigar Podcast is people who don't you know, spend their time on podcasts to t- kind of try cigars in a new way and, and uh, you know, be part of the community uh, to a greater degree and learn about how the cigar works. So for us, ATL Cigar Co., it's really fantastic to be a part of this and, and, and see where these guys go. Uh, and make sure that you guys follow Dreamer Cigars Podcast. Thank you and have a wonderful day.